In today's responsorial psalm, God is called upon as the helper and deliverer of the one in need, as the Lord who is mindful of the afflicted and the poor. He is praised for coming to the rescue of the person who is stuck in the mud, who is trapped in the pit of destruction. It reminds me of a time that I was swimming in a pond in which the depth of the water was over my head. For some reason, I decided to swim to the bottom of the pond, figuring that once I got down there, I would just push myself off the rocky bottom with my legs and then safely dart back up to the top of the surf, to the, to the surface of the water. The only problem was that the bottom of the pond was not rocky, but muddy. As I attempted to push off, my feet sank into the mud. And not only did I not get the boost I had hoped for, my feet actually got stuck in the mud. Obviously, I was able to get out in time and swim to the surface, but for a few moments, I was right there with the psalmist crying, Lord, come to my aid. We must imagine that this was the same prayer on the lips of Jeremiah, who found himself stuck in the mud of a deep cistern, left there to die by people who did not like what he had to say, even though he was a prophet of God, who delivered God's word to the people. Thankfully, the king sent men to rescue Jeremiah from the cistern and so, in a way, he becomes a prefigurement of Christ, who, as the, as the very incarnate word of God, will be rejected and buried in an earthen tomb, though he was innocent, only to be raised up victorious over death. Perhaps there have been times in your life when you have felt stuck in the mud. Perhaps you tried to do the right thing and you were punished for it, or to speak the truth and it didn't go so well, or maybe you are trying really hard, but your relationships seem to get worse rather than better. I actually wrote, I actually wrote a poem about my own experience of feeling stuck. Even though the poem ends negatively, I want to share it with you as a testimony of praise and thanksgiving to God because the painful place of which it speaks no longer defines my life. Indeed, God has put a new song into my life, into my mouth, a hymn of praise of the greatness of his mercy. And I share it with you with a hope that if you identify in some way with the sentiment expressed in my poem, you will only be encouraged to entrust your life to the Lord all the more, knowing that in due time, he will set your feet once again on a firm foundation and give you peace. The poem is about a leaf that blows off a tree and falls to the ground. It is called a fall and descent into winter. You might want to close your eyes uh, and listen to it as I read it, as you please. On a limb with so many, 
Why does that leaf wane? So that when the silent, invisible breath kisses, it falls free, dancing unrestrained, landing safely, so it seems, upon a cool bit of water, rudely joined to a cooler bit more, upon whose flow all merriment ends, far from trunk and root, not free at all, but stuck, covered in cold mud, left for a season with memories of bright air and sky, until a new layer of separation settles, colder still, taking away the last fond color, leaving only a hollow of what once was and pain. The pain to which my poem alludes is not principally physical pain, but emotional pain arising out of an experience of separation and isolation. We know the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is all about acceptance, belonging, and communion. So we are probably all a bit surprised when in today's gospel reading from St. Luke, we hear Jesus proclaim, I have not come to establish peace, but division to divide even families against one another. This can only make sense if this is true. Our goal in this life is not avoiding conflict or strife, but rather it is faithfulness in the pursuit of the good. Our goal in this life is not avoiding conflict and strife, but rather it is faithfulness in the pursuit of the good. Some people think that if you say something that hurts someone's feelings or you place demands on someone that they don't like, it is automatically a bad thing, a lack of love, a form of hatred or evil. But don't doctors hurt us when they tell us to exercise or give us awful tasting medicine or prod or proke or cut us for the good of us? I remember my first assignment as a priest nearly 20 years ago. I was the postulant director. Realizing that I didn't know what I was doing, I modeled the program on that of our Polish province, which was the largest province in our congregation. I figured it was, a good, it was good to be consistent with a broader community. And so the Polish postulant director kindly sent to me a copy of his program that I had to have translated into English since I didn't know Polish. At some point along the way, I was called into the provincial office and the provincial superior said to me, Father Michael, I hear that you are hurting the postulants. Hurting the postulants? Who says? The postulants. <laughs> In my defense, I pulled out the letter I had received from the Polish, Polish postulant director, and I read what it said verbatim. This is the program. At first, it will be hurting them, but later, they will be grateful. At first, it will be hurting them, but later, they will be grateful. Our goal is faithfulness in the pursuit of the good. 
At first it will hurt, but in due time we will reap the benefits of goodness and the consequence of goodness, which is right relationships, and the consequence of right relationships, which is happiness. We hear in our second reading today from the letter to the Hebrews that Jesus is the leader and perfecter of our faith. We heard that for the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, not caring at all about the shame of it because his goal in life was not avoiding suffering, but being faithful in his pursuit of the good. Jesus was not indifferent to happiness, but he understood that God alone is good and that the fulfillment of his Father's will was the only way to truly manifest his love for his Father and for all of us. That love is the fire that he wished to start upon this earth and to see it blazing, and he did start it. So Jesus left us an example to follow as we heard. Consider how Jesus endured opposition from sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. In your own experience of opposition, and yet we also heard that in our struggle against sin, we have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. So as bad as the conflicts in your life might be, right now at least, as bad as they might be right now, at least there hasn't been bloodshed. Unless, of course, there has been. I mean, there is an epidemic of violence in our land. In which case, it doesn't get worse than that. Regardless of your situation, Jesus has been there. He knows what you are going through and he is with you. Which is the last point I need to make. Jesus is not only an example to us of enduring hardship for the sake of the good, for the sake of God. He is the one who enables us to endure all that must be endured. For in, for in a very real way, the life of Jesus is not distinct from your own. He has chosen to make himself one with us and to make us one with himself so that it is no longer merely we who live, but Christ who lives in us. He is your life, your strength, your power to love even when others mistake your love for hatred. So brothers and sisters, let us indeed persevere in running the race, all the while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, just as Jesus never removed his gaze, his eyes, from the gaze of his Father. He will come to us in this Holy Eucharist. And when I raise up the host and say, Behold the Lamb of God, truly see in that Eucharist the God who loves you so. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.